Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills, chatting a little bit about the offensive line today. You know, kind of had a, a random thought based on some different conversations, some different chatter that you see online. And there's been so much conversation around Ryan Bates and him signing an offer sheet with the Chicago Bears. A lot of back and forth from Bills fans, some saying that, oh, you know, Brandon Bean should have done the second round tender with him because it only would have been $1.5 million more, locking Bates in around $4 million. Or if someone else signed him, the Bills would get a second round pick. Now, it's understandably a gamble that Brandon Bean was going to take, right? No one's going to give up a second round pick for Ryan Bates. As our Matt Warren has, has stated multiple times, here's a guy that started four games for the Buffalo Bills. I don't know if we're really looking to lock him up at a $4 million per year type of contract and make that type of investment, especially in light of some of the other moves that the Bills have made this season. Now, we still have not seen the specifics of what that offer sheet was from the Chicago Bears, at least at the time of recording. So it still remains to be seen. Will the Bills look to lock him up? And they have until Tuesday to be able to do so to uh, match that offer sheet that Bates has received. Now, that, of course, leads some conversation to saying, well, should the Bills draft an offensive lineman in the first round, right? Should they get someone like a Zion Johnson or a Kenyon Green you know, two guys that could very well be available at pick 25 to be a bit of a plug-and-play starter for the Bills. And a lot of back and forth with that, right? So many people say, listen, you got to get either a wide receiver or a cornerback there, one of those marquee positions, because you can find offensive guards. Again, easier said than done, but we've seen Brandon Bean in his time as general manager really look to stockpile those players. Think like a Quentin Spain Guys like, you know, John Feliciano coming in on a two-year deal when he was here. Ryan Bates, Ike Butker. Really just making those moves, right, to, to get guys in place. But you don't want just a guy, right? You want someone that can be that can be your starter. But along those same lines does not mean you need to invest a first-round pick. No, I think myself, like many Bills fans, would feel more comfortable with it if the team were to do something prior to the draft, so you don't feel like you have to do something. And again, even if they don't do something in the draft, it's the beginning of May. There will still be veteran free agents that are out there that you can put in place to plug that hole and see what happens. Maybe someone like Ike Butker can come back and, and get healthy after his, after his injury. But let's just assume for a second that the Bills do lose Ryan Bates. If that is something that happens, I do think there is a relatively simple solution that can take place and a guy that is currently a free agent has played for the Buffalo Bills before and can slide right in at right guard 
And that's Daryl Williams, who the Bills released back on March 15th in a move that saved a considerable amount of cap space and, of course, allowed them to make some moves here in free agency. You know, at the time, right, that that release freed up over five and a half million dollars in cap space for the Bills with them taking on a dead cap hit of three point six million dollars. Now, I understand what some of you are saying, right? Like, well, good gosh, if you've got that dead cap hit, why would you why would you have that and bring the player back? Why didn't you just keep him? You know, and it might be one of those things where they talked about a pay cut with Williams. Maybe it's something he didn't want to do, see what kind of market there was for him. You know, now over a week into free agency, he's still out there. And you can say, you know, from the Bills standpoint, and, and somebody initially when they had talked about the the cut, and I can't remember if it was Sal Capaccio, one of the other beat writers, and I don't have it here in front of me, said like, you know, keep an eye on Williams, like the, the door is still open um, with Buffalo. And that got me thinking, right, that if the Bills do end up losing Ryan Bates, and again, some people freaking out about the potential of losing Ryan Bates. The guy started four games. I mean, I know the Bates hive, as Joe Biscaglia calls him, is is alive and well, and he's got plenty of fans. And, and listen, I was incredibly happy with how the offensive line played when he was in there as a starter. But I'm also not going to freak out if he ends up signing with the Bears. But with that being said, you can bring in Daryl Williams, maybe somewhere in that $2.5 million. He's still right his... You talk about that that cap hit, right? So say the $3.6 million, if you sign him for the 2.5, right, that makes his overall cap hit this year somewhere around $6 million when it's all said and done. And you get someone back that understandably knows your system. And let's be honest, started and played in all 17 games last season, played 98% of the snaps on offense in 2020, started all 16 games, played 96% of the snaps. It's not something you just replace. And as I look at these things, right, I think it can be one of those where you can bring this guy back. You put him right right in between Mitch Morse and Spencer Brown. Obviously, that's a good thing. That familiarity with both those guys on either side of him. And of course, should something happen to Spencer Brown, Daryl Williams could kick out to right tackle if needed. I know he wasn't spectacular there last year, but right, like, again, one of your starters goes down, you're, you're not getting that same level of play. But a guy that has played the position, played in this scheme before, and I say this scheme, I know we've got a new offensive coordinator, a new offensive line coach, but I guess I should more say, say the familiarity with those guys on either side. If Ryan Bates leaves, I would not be surprised if Daryl Williams signs back with the Buffalo Bills. Again, somewhere in a one-year, $2.5 million type of range, right? This is a guy that I think when we look to this season, if it was my preference, I would have rather seen him renegotiate his contract than be cut. You don't just replace a starter that plays 98% of your snaps. And, and I'll say, like, did good enough. Right? I'm not saying he was fantastic. I'm not saying he's one of the best in the leagues, all of these types of pieces. But when you come in, you can have a guy still hasn't turned 30 years old yet. I'd be okay with that. So I know it's not sexy. I know it's not exciting. But I think at least from that fan perspective too, it kind of keeps things in perspective a little bit more than maybe some fans have it right now, myself included, right? Because I can just look at things and say, listen, if you've got Williams there and you walk into training camp, with Deion Dawkins at left tackle, Roger Saffold at left guard, 
Mitch Morris at center, Daryl Williams at right guard, and Spencer Brown at right tackle, yeah, I'd feel okay about that, right? You want to get some younger pieces in the draft, some guys that you can develop, because then you would look at it and probably say, okay, you know, Saffold, one-year deal. Williams, presuming if he comes back, a one-year type of deal. You know, to have someone that you can continue to develop and see what happens there. I'm just kind of spitballing with this, right? It's one of those things you you have one of those thoughts and it's like, you know what? Let me just jump on and kind of chat with everybody. Starting to get to that phase two of free agency and, of course, more to wait and see what can happen. But, I mean, with so much, right? You just look at it. You know the Buffalo Bills are not done in making additions to their staff. So let's wait and see what happens. But, again, just a kind of a no-nonsense move for me. If the Bills were to bring back Daryl Williams, if they lose Ryan Bates, yeah, I think I'd be okay with that too. So, listen, I'm going to get out of here for now. Just a brief show for you today. Like I said, sometimes you get one of those thoughts that pops in your head. And rather than just posting it on Twitter and seeing what folks think, uh, you know, kind of a slow time, share this with you guys and get your thoughts. So I'm going to get out of here for now. Thanks for tuning in. As always, go Bills. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smart Water Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.